Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. The Feral Human, written by Sisnek. The bloodied stink of the arena was a familiar tank to Gornak, whom had earned his freedom some 76 years ago. The Orc once was an arena champion in a far-off land and had earned enough gold and revenue to leave and settle down halfway across the world. Now, he had settled himself as a nobleman amidst a society that welcomed every and all races to live amongst them. Regardless of creed or race, his gold had been invested wisely, and now he had more gold than he knew what to do with. So, it went to charities of all kinds, places of worship, schools, farming, all kinds. A perfect society where all coexisted fairly and prospered. One could say. However, a perfect society still has a need for violence. There are always criminals and lawbreakers within their dungeons. Gordak paced down the marble lion corridor dubbed the Hall of Fame, where statues lined the walls detailing crowd-favored warriors long gone of every race, standing triumphant with their weapons in hand as if they were eager to fight once more. Gornak, however, noticed an irregularity. His son, who walked beside him clad in silk and velvet clothes, noticed it too. Father, he squeaked, voice croaked. I see the orc, the elf, the dwarf lines, these walls. I see drake, dragon, and serpentkin. I see goblin, fairy, and even the reclusive Garvik. I, yet I see no humans. Garnak grunted in approval. You are dead by the race as well, Karnug. He said with a smile, clearly allowing the elven scholars to educate his son was a worthwhile endeavor. Why do you suspect that is? Karnag held his chin between his thumb and his finger for a moment. They aren't capable of being worthy warriors, he questioned. Garnak chuckled heartily at his son's innocence. Not at all. The humans possess a spirit of fire and a will of iron, he began, choosing his words carefully. Their flesh and bones as strong as kindling and wet flannel, though. They throw themselves into forges of war, only to be annihilated with ease. That's sad, Garner commented with a sorrowful tone unusual for a being of his age, that the gods gave them the strongest spirit and the weakest race. Such a shame. Very much so, a shame indeed, Gornak agreed, patting his son on the shoulder. Let's see the arena master for your birthday present. The two orcs entered the large room lined with red carpets. The walls were lined with banners of the arena champions dating back hundreds of years. An army of servants bustled in the room to suit the needs of the one figure sat overlooking the arena some hundred feet below. The figure leapt up from the chair as the servant announced the arrival of the two walks. Welcome! The shriek of the female dwarf bellowed, making several of the unaware servants flinch. Welcome to my arena! She almost ran over to the orcs. 
Her prodgy frame nearly exaggerating by her stature, her gait was almost amusing. Gornak noted. He shook her hand. Thank you. She interrupted. My name is Marvia, Arena Master. She released Gornak's hand and snatched Connugs, shaking her with greedy ferocity. Clearly, whatever Gornak was paying her excited her greatly. I hear Richard's birthday today. The younger orc stumbled over his words. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes it is. And I hear you're going to fund a good warrior for a good fight today. Yes, Karnak replied. Maria's in picture of enthusiasm, filling him with fervor. Karnak couldn't tell who was more excited, the dwarf or his son. She linked her arm through his, their heights matching as she nearly dragged him away with Karnak in tow. Let's go then, to the fighting pits. The three entered the stand competent fighter pits, merely a set of administration gates lining the stone walls with a large clearing at the center for sparring. The fighters were scattered around the room, some cleaning their weapons, some practicing on wooden sparring frames, others asleep in their cells. Fresh blood had been spilled recently, Gornak assessed, judging by the metallic tang in the air. As Marvia entered the pits, all the fighters dropped to their knees in submission. Gardak didn't appreciate the master-slave atmosphere that was projected here, as he himself had been a fighter's positions, only getting noticed when he didn't. Kneel! A voice screeched, followed by a crack of a whip. The three looked back the corner suddenly, and one of the guards, a Garvak, stood at the foremost cage, his whip raised to strike again. Kneel, dog! What gladiator refuses to acknowledge me? Marvia asked. It's the newcomer, mistress. The elven fighter instantly said. He refuses to spar with us, or to train, or to eat. It has been this way for two days now. Well, Marvia said, we'll have one volunteer for your fight. Said the Kornig, spend some time with my fighters, and choose the one you wish to sponsor. If they are victorious, he will earn his freedom. She finished, departing from the side of the young orc. Gosh, there are all so many, Karnak said quickly to his father as Marvia went about her fighters. Who do I choose? The fighters all rose and returned to their duties. Whomever you deem fit, Karnak replied, I'll be with you as you walk around, so don't feel afraid. He added quietly, I know how you feel. Two hours later, Garnak and Karnak were stood alongside Marvia in a room. They looked out at the arena, and Karnak's chosen warrior had been an orc who had been affected by lycanthropy, a disease that affected every race differently. To the lesser races, it turned them into a rampant anthropomorphic wolves that would murder and slaughter when full moon shone on them. To orcs and other stronger races, it merely gave them a mane of hair and sharper canines, along with improving their senses of smell and sight. Garnak had been happy with his son's choice. He had already planned for the victorious warrior to be employed directly into his service as his son's eternal bodyguard until death. Karnak had liked the orc ever since he saw him easily fight off three other fighters in the sparring ring and had decided that the orc would be the best choice for the contender. The orc's name was Gulm, and when he entered the arena, the crowd cheered his name. Gulm! 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 The cry echoed, and he raised his arms, holding his massive axe high into the air, roaring out in greeting. 
You chose well, Mavia said to Karnak. You've guaranteed him his freedom. Thank you, Karnak replied. I hope he fights well. The cheers turned to boos instantly as the second fighter was brought out. Two guards dragged the petulant fighter from earlier who didn't submit to Mavia and tossed them to the arena dirt. The fighter, a human female, rose up instantly and the two guards withdrew, tossing the human's weapons to the dirt as well. The human, clad in animal parts and with skin like tanned leather lined with numerous scars, both from weapons and whips, snatched up a spear and made from wooden bone, and a belt with several knives sheathed to it, before readying herself for battle. A human, Garnack commented. A human was the one to refuse to bow. Brave. Yes, she was brought in a couple days ago when the local forest rangers caught her skinning animals and eating their flesh. Mavia commented grimly. They say she killed three of the rangers with a very spear and bit another with her teeth, which I've been told are filed to points. She didn't respond to questioning and only grunts and growls. According to the background knowledge from my various predecessors, she's a feral and from a tribe, not like the humans you and I know who live in the city. She pointed at the arena. Listen, they even adore her existence. Gon turned to viewing Dias, where Marvia stood. He raised his fist and slammed it to his chest in a salute, a requirement of all fighters. The human didn't salute, instead choosing to snarl at the orc, baring her sharpened teeth in threat. The crowd jeered and cursed a feral human as she skulked the arena, beer in one hand and dagger held reserved in the other. Kill the feral gulm! Marvia announced with a voice like thunder across the arena, instantly drowned out by the bloodthirsty screams of the crowd. He walked towards the human who leapt at him with his spear. He caught her mid-air and threw her aside as she crashed to the dirt and rolled up on four floors. Leaping at him again with her spear, again she was caught and thrown to the side. The crowd laughed, not caring that the orc was toying with the human. Gornak scowled subtly, jeering and laughing at the competitor was an easy way for them to go rogue. He'd seen an elf laugh at during his time as a fighter, and the elf turned his attention to the crowd instead of his opponent. He had leapt into the crowd and commenced the slaughter with the dual swords, slicing and killing over a hundred audience members in a matter of minutes before being slain by a hail of arrows from the guards. Gornak watched as Golm advanced on the human as she recovered to her feet and swung his great battle axe in blindly fast blows that gave little time for parrying or avoiding. He could barely keep up with the speed of Golm as something wasn't quite right with the fight. He looked closer and saw the human was dodging with a smile on her face, laughing with a raspy beckon that dared Golm to speed up. The orc was falling straight into a trap, of which... He didn't realize, but Marvia and Gornak did. One particular swing was so hard that when the human dodged it, Golm's axe struck the ground and embedded itself deep within. Before the axe had finished traveling, the human lanced her spear through Golm's foot and leapt at him. She clawed at his body and embedded her knife within his side over and over again, tearing open Golm's skin and armor as if it were cloth. Gong cried out and tried to move, but the spear in his foot had anchored him to the floor and he had lost his balance. 
He fell backwards to the dirt with the human still on him. She had left her knife in his side and began to claw at his face with powerful fingers. He tried his best to pull her off, but immediately encouraged her to fight harder. It wasn't until the human tossed one of Golm's eyes aside that Gornak knew that Golm had lost. His roars of anger had turned to cries of pain, and the crowd's bloodlust turned to chilled silence as the human bit into Golm's throat, pushing the orc's head down as she pulled up, ripping up bloody chunks of spitting it aside. She rose up, her front covered in fresh blood from the slain orc. She ripped her knife and spear from the body and skulked to the center of the arena, looking around for the follow-up attack. The crowd was silent. The human was silent. It felt like the entire world had been silenced with Gulm's death. The human broke the silence with a horrid, raspy laugh, and soon it became sickening bellow as she headed back to the gate that she had been dragged out of. Gornak followed Karnak and Marvia hesitantly, wishing that Marvia's silence was from her fast pacing and nothing sinister. When they entered the pits, once again, all knelt aside from the human in the back cage, who stood against the bar staring at Marvia. The guards didn't strike her with the whip. Marvia had to look her in the face and looked like she would crush stone. She held out her hand to stop the two orcs in their tracks as she headed to the back corner. Karnak turned to his father's sleeve and beckoned him closer, deeper in the cell. Marvia's voice echoed out. Open the cell, she barked. The human stared at her with a grin that showed her off her sharpened teeth that nestled with each other neatly. The cell was open and the human instantly went to leave, but the guard stopped her. Stay! The guard growled. Marvia stopped just short of the cell and stared at the human. You! She hissed, pointing at the podgy finger at the human. You fucknight bradjibrim! She snarled in her dwarven tongue. I'll have you put to death for eight... A high-pitched croak called out, all was silenced by Kornak's voice. He was stood beside Kornak. We had a deal, Arena Master. Yes, but you chose Golm, and this fjk stopped swearing in front of my son. Kornak threatened with gravitas. Listen to him. The dwarf fell silent, her fury barely contained. We agreed my sponsor would earn freedom. Golm was freed, but sadly his freedom was from life. Karnak explained. The winner, however, was this human, he said, pointing at the peril human. Karnak smirked. Too much time with those elves have made you a philosopher, it seems. I sponsored the fight and there was a winner. It wasn't my winner, but there is still a reward for winning, correct? He continued, taking Marvia's silence as a hint to carry on. How about we say that the winner gets freedom from the pits, but not servitude? I'll take the human with me. Marvia's forehead bulged with veins filled with liquid anger. And let it live. I will have no... You will. Gornak roared, baring his tusks. All fell deathly silent at the orc. You will take the human. If it is harmed, I will pull my funding from your arena. Marvia instantly calmed and took a deep breath. She beckoned the guard over with a quick gesture. Have the human's possessions returned to them. Prepare them for departure. You were correct, father, Karnak said quietly. Spirit of fire. Indeed, Karnak replied. However, the flesh and bone of the human are not weak, Karnak added. Indeed, Karnak again replied. 
Garnack waited with Karnak outside of the front gates of the arena, where over time millions of visitors had passed through. They waited with their hands clasped behind their backs, with their lavished carriages behind them. The small crew sat atop the wooden and steel carriages awaiting their master's command. From within the entrance, the sound of footsteps rang out, and a guard unit marched out in perfect time. They came forth and dispersed, revealing that they surrounded a feral human and Marvia. As soon as she was able to, the human darted away from Marvia, turning to face the arena master and her guards in the same crouched dance that she had during the arena fight. Here she is, Marvia said to the two orcs. Thank you for your donation, she added before hastily heading back inside, glad to be ridden of the scar-ridden feral human. Only until the last guard had gone did the human turn to face her new master. She rose up to a full height, standing just shorter than Gornak. She looked down at the small orc, who took a hesitant step back. You work for me now, Gornak said as the human stared at his son. She didn't respond to his comment. Do as I say and you'll be paid well. Silence came to Gornak's offered. He scowled and took a step towards the human. Do you speak? Do you even understand? It was you who bought my freedom, the human asked. The two orcs flinched at her voice. It was like metal upon whetstone, rough and raspy. Yes, Kornak answered for the pair. I sponsored the fight. The human dropped to a knee and raised her head high, exposing her throat. An unusual gesture, Kornak added, but judging by the feralty of her actions, maybe had something to do with trust. Exposing your throat to the threat was a surefire way to die. We put her down to being a submissive gesture. I thank you, she said, bringing her head back down. What do you want of me? You're to be my son's bodyguard, Gornak replied. Rise. The human rose up and took the smallest of her knives from her belt. She presented it to Gornak in a gesture that illustrated both trust and subservience. This knife is my sworn allegiance to you, chieftain, she said, using the old title for leader. My name is Wakolia, mother of wolves, forest stalker, werewolf flayer, troll scourge, ogre bane, and now golem slayer, she continued, holding her knife out in greeting. Garnak looked at his father, who gestured for him to take the knife. He did, sheathing it in his belt, he straightened his back and replied, Garnak, son of Gornak. That's it, he said. So far... Wakolia nodded her head and looked at Gornak. I accept your honor to guard your family, she said. I will protect him as if he were my own pack, she added. Garnak chuckled and placed a hand on her shoulder and led her to the carriage. Let us embark back to my estate. There is much business to discuss. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video, and if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.